0: This week on the No More Late Peace podcast, we are joined by our dear friend and Selena Stan, Stephanie. Welcome, Stephanie. Hey, hey guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephanie and I worked together when I was a teacher in a past life, but we fangirl over a lot of the same things and we love trivia and movies and stuff. So, Steph and I have been, become really close. And then Danielle, of course, met Stephanie through me. And so Stephanie grew up in
2: Corpus, correct? Yes. we. <laughs> I moved there in fifth grade. My, my dad was in the Navy, so we moved around a bit. But that's where we planted our roots, and that's where I grew up. So, of course, when we asked Stephanie
0: which movie she wanted to do on the podcast eventually, there was no question that she had to do Selena with us. So... Your time has come, Stephanie. <laughs> Selena is here. Are you ready for this
2: challenge? I hope so. You I know, you're so. supposed to
0: say you were born
2: ready, Stephanie. Yeah, I know. My dad's going to tell me that later. Like, come on, you were born ready. So, yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> I was born ready. Dang it. Already messed I, up.
1: <laughs> I love when you read us his text messages and tweets. Oh
2: gosh, <laughs> that man, that sweet, <laughs> sweet man.
1: so so tell us about your experience with Selena and how you became a fan
2: so when I moved to Corpus Christi in fifth grade which I think was around 95 she had already passed away and I came from California my family wasn't really big into Tejano music but moving to Corpus Christi it was just everywhere. And so my parents, like every weekend we would go and we'd listen to Tejano music. Johnny Canales is like, he has this show where he features so many Tejano artists and we would go and see it. And I just fell in love with the music. And then being in Corpus, I mean, you can't go like one foot without hearing about Selena. And, you know, when I moved there, we were just like, I would learn about her, read about her. I met There were kids in my class that would be like, oh yeah, I'm related to her. And I'm like, is everyone related to her? Why am I not related to her? You should have said, I know you lying. I was, I mean, I was, I was a kid. So I was like, oh, cool. You're her cousin too? Oh man, mom, am I related? (laughs) Because she married Chris Bettis. So I was like, we must be related somehow. But just being in Corpus, you know, talking with the people there and just, listening to her music. My parents would buy at that time, we'd buy her cassettes (laughs) and then her CDs. And the more I listened, the more I was like, gosh, this, this woman was amazing. And she had something and she was going somewhere. And then as I grew older, it was like her music just kept transcending time, whether you were in elementary school, middle school, high school, college, like you said her name and people were like, Oh yeah, bitty bitty bum bum. Oh my god, that music that song's amazing. So I think just moving there and being immersed in that community that just loved her so much, like you were you were bound to learn about her and just love her. I love that. So do you remember when you first saw the movie, how that experience was? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it recently, like, did I see it in theaters? I could have sworn I did. And I mean, and watching it in Corpus as well, it was just this, you know, yeah, you have to go see it. I'm like, is anyone in Corpus, is there anyone that hasn't seen it? So yeah, it was this just, we're going to go see it. We're all going to go as a family. And I think I was, of course, at the edge of my seat, just like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh my gosh, who's this girl playing here? This is exciting. Mm -hmm. I think at one point, every little girl in Corpus was like, I want to play her like the child version, and everyone's like, "Who's gonna go try out?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't know, if I can." But <laughs> it, was, it was just a time of like everyone talking about this film being made, and you know, oh, I'm gonna sign up as an extra. Or all this, all this banter going on, but like, yeah, just the energy of going in and watching it with in that community, it it was awesome. Did you watch the TV show? Yes. The Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah. I really, it was, what I loved about it was it just went more in depth because like Mm -hmm. the movie, I feel like there's so much you can do in two hours. Right. And then a series is like, oh wait, we can like expand on like her younger years and like talk about like this part of her life. And so I really liked it because I just love getting more details and just seeing her grow and evolve more instead of, like, quick scene change. And like, oh, she has long hair now. Oh, it must be a different time. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I really liked how in-depth that one was.
0: I watched part one. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch part two yet. I, I guess it's because it's just, like... <sighs> You know, normally when I watch a Selena movie, like I just stop it right before the end because I just You know it's I, coming. Right. So I was like and everyone was like giving it so much shit when the the TV show came out. And for me, I was just like, I'm always down for more Selena. And I think that's what makes this hard, right? Because mm-hmm. like you look at Jennifer Lopez and this movie cemented her as an a popular culture yeah. icon, right? Yeah. And so you look at the movie and you're like, no one else could play her. But then but like you know Selena is a real person, especially if you knew who Selena was before the movie. Like if mm-hmm. you were introduced to Selena with the movie, then I think there's an attachment to Selena. JLo playing the role. And so then you're like, no one else could play her. But if you knew Selena beforehand, yeah, as much as J Lo like embodied her you're like, that's still not Selena, obviously. And the same with anybody else playing. I mean, I will, and we'll get into it in the episode. Like, obviously, J-Lo raised the bar on how well she portrayed Selena's character. But Mm. I I wasn't, like, I didn't have this fighting feeling like we can't have any more Selena content per se. And I don't think the actress that played Selena was horrible. Yeah. In any way, I mean. But she was there. no JLo. <laughs> I mean, she it, it was just different. I think that's the thing. It was it was definitely different. And I think from my perspective, I looked at it as a different medium, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah. So I can't, you can't compare the two. You really can't. Right. And like Stephanie said, like, the details were, were great. Like getting to see how much in the beginning, like all the processes that they did to, you know, before she got to the level of acknowledgement but like doing all those little shows and Mm -hmm. her playing around with her fashion how yeah much she was really into almost more than the singing aspect of it she like loved it um you get to see the 80s early 90s style too so it was fun I mean was it a little low budget in some time- in some point, yes, absolutely. I also like that we got to see a little bit more about the family too, like yeah. their individual characteristics and and stuff. how much a b played a role in like writing all that music and
2: producing, yeah, right,
0: I mean, not to like obviously, Selena was Selena, but it was the entire family kind of building this whole perfect storm, I guess you could say, like, I didn't even realize how much AB wrote all those songs, like, I had no idea, and it wasn't until, you know, I started to look at that TV show, and I was like, oh my god,
2: yeah, no idea, because, like, the movie touched on it a little bit when, you know, when he was young, and he's like, we need new material, and then you see him in the bus, older, like, writing a song with Pete, and so you kind of get a glimpse of it, but yeah, like, the the series really expanded on that and you know and just to touch on like what you had said like there's always like there's one Selena and everyone that plays her it's like yeah like J-Lo wasn't her and this you know the girl that played her in the series like I just go into it like you like I I'm all for more Selena material like whoever's gonna play her is gonna play her but like let's just like enjoy what's in front of us and yeah there's so many critics and so many you know big fans are like well like j-lo is boricua and like why is she playing a mexican-american why this girl doesn't have a big butt why is she doing selena and it's like guys like no one is going to ever be her but you Mm -hmm. know what we're gonna try to get as close as we can and just enjoy the show
0: (laughs) well one thing we did mention is that stephanie is a huge music fan a musician herself which very exciting. She (laughs) is working on our theme song, which we are stoked about. So we thought we'd do a Rank'em Selena soundtrack edition. Um, So we will be giving you different Selena songs (laughs) from the soundtrack, and you won't know which one's coming. Don't do it. And you
2: have to rank.
1: <laughs>
2: She's gone. 70 that. left. <laughs> it was like, just let me be able to move them around. And I
0: knew you are going to say this. And you're going to have to rank them without knowing which one is next.
2: So buckle up. I think I'm ready for this. I think I I think I know where you're you going.
1: You got it? it. Mm-hmm.
2: You good? Okay. Yeah. Me get
1: to so our first one. Bitty bitty bum bum. Oh my god. I mean,
2: (laughs) that has to be number one. That's that's my go-to karaoke song. Like that song, no matter I remember being in a nail salon and that song came on and everyone was in their chair. All different races, all different colors were like, oh yeah, bitty, bitty, bum. And I'm like, (laughs) it everybody knows it. Like it has no, it's number one. I love Instead that. In the game, <laughs> <laughs> "Coma La Fleur? You're giving me five songs, right? Six, six. One. man? I'm trying to think what your other ones are going to be. I'll probably put this one at number three.
1: Next, dreaming of you.
2: Such a good one always brings a tear to my eye man i don't know where you're going with this one but i will put this one i'll put this one at number two. Oh lord help me with four and five i could fall in
1: love yeah i'll put this at four no make the moss did i say
2: that right yeah no, no, <laughs> yeah i'll put this at, i'll put this at five or yeah wait yeah because oh there's six <laughs> No, I'll put this at five. I'll put it at
1: five. Okay. And our last one, going at number six. I can't say this. Baila baila esta combia. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Look at me.
0: (laughs) Don't (laughs) Don't inflate our head. We are not Spanish speakers around here.
2: (laughs) Hey, it's all about trying and attempting and... Hey, that was. I got literal feedback the last time I tried to speak Spanish on the
0: show, and someone said, let's not next time.
1: <laughs> so, Danielle, we got you.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> since we're doing Selena and mm-hmm. it's a biopic, I figured the question for all of us today would be which other artists would you like to see a biopic made for that hasn't been made well- yet?
2: I'm excited for the Whitney one coming out.
1: I was singing that too. I
0: kind of want a Dolly biopic. Ooh. I would, I would take, they could take all my money to see Dolly. All Spartan. my money. Yeah. To see Dolly. I, like Selena, am a huge Donna Summer fan. And I would love to see a biopic of her because I think her life is amazing and the soundtrack would be killer. Also, I believe that in my real universe because I don't believe the one I'm in right now is mine, she didn't die. <laughs> Yet at least. I don't know what happened here, but when somebody said she had died back in blah blah blah, I was like, "No, that's that's not true." <laughs>
1: You were just, just manifesting. And no, I'm
0: <laughs> telling you, this shit didn't happen in my universe. I don't know what this this fucking hell zone is where Donna Summer's dead, but it's not one I know to exist.
2: Thank you here. I how, about, probably, oh, sorry. how about you, Stephanie? I was, after Selena, my other favorite artist that I love is Amy Winehouse, so Ooh. I loved her documentary about her every now and then. That's something that I'll wa- I'll rewatch, but I would love to see like something I more. I think in they are actually working on a biopic for her.
0: <laughs> I might be wrong, but I believe I saw something about that.
2: The I would love, yeah, I would love that one. And I really love Gladys Knight and... I can't wait for I her so much. I got to see her in Austin with my parents last year. I cried. just love her. And ah, she, that would be great. Like all of
0: them, like her, just lost it. Well, oh, Patty LaBelle, Patty for sure. I just, I do want to say, I love me some Patty, but I went to her concert and Patty, where the lines at? <laughs> and I heard she's notorious for this. She don't remember her lines. Nah. But you know what? It's Patty, so, like, I can't really be mad at her. But (laughs) at one point, no lie, Patty just put the microphone out to the audience and said, y'all know this. (laughs) I'm not joking. No.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No.
0: Also, Etta James would be amazing. I saw her at the Blue Note a few years back and... (laughs) it was the best concert in my entire existence and I know no one else will beat that that woman could blow her microphone stopped working and she said fuck it like literally the woman cursed like a sailor which makes me love her even more and she just put the microphone down and sang and it filled the whole room not many artists if any could do that nowadays
2: did you find out
0: Jackie I did. According to an article
1: from July 29th, 2022, the story of Amy Winehouse is going to be put out. It's titled Back to Black and Sam Taylor Johnson is directing and then she's a predator. Continue. And then Marisa Abella is the lead. Don't know who that
0: is, unless I saw pictures.
1: It's it says she's from industry.
0: Oh, there's a TV show on HBO. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yep One Times. So, Mm -hmm. Stephanie, as you know, Jackie and I worked at Blockbuster, and when we worked there, we would be able to suggest a few of our favorites, and it would be put on the employee picks wall. You are now an honorary member of the Blockbuster family, um, by extension of us. So we want you to pick three movies from 1995 to 2005 that you would include in employee picks.
2: I literally was thinking. I, I love how she acts surprised, but
0: she knew yeah, this that. was coming. <laughs> she knew.
2: I've been thinking, and then my, like, ADHD brain, like, loses it, and I'm like, <laughs> well, oh, we squirrel? <laughs> Okay, I knew one of them. I mean, ideally, I would love to say D2 Mighty Ducks, but that was, I think, 94.
0: Look here, let me, look here, (laughs) look here. Look at you and your eyeball. I just want you to know that all the Mighty Ducks movies are going to be on this goddamn podcast.
2: I mean, number two is, like, my brothers and I still quote it to this day, like, it's one of our favorites.
1: Greenland is covered with
2: ice, and is very nice. <laughs> I mean, it's knuckle puck time. Like,
0: oh, so corny. And I, he, ate he's it up. fancy. He'll go stick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then he comes out in the next film as a different. Yeah, I'm like, accent. Scooter,
1: it's just Gunner redressed with a different accent. They thought oh, we would know. They thought we would. <laughs> like wait a minute you look familiar can they not find a single other teenage hockey player to be in these goddamn movies not that little one
0: that looked that cute just saying he's a c-i-t-y-g-u-y-s guy
2: i used to love city guys yes i remember when i talked to myself i was like ideally i would want d2 but if i couldn't then i would want to pick movies that really shaped me in my like childhood or something or like my whole movie like brain.
0: xenon 21st century girl no, no. Not, not okay Danielle. my yeah. bad Danielle.
2: and not <laughs> and not parent trap or it 2 Takes
0: Takes <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting a bad rap i do love parent trap but I it know. is not like my favorite all-time movie
1: you said it was your comfort movie. You watched it all that goddamn time. It is.
0: It's, it's a comfort movie. You're missing the letter. Yes.
2: It's important. <laughs> Chessie, man. Chessie. <laughs> Chessie was the shining star of that film. <laughs> but if I had to pick three other ones, I definitely like Tommy Boy was a big one in my family. Billy Madison, which you guys have done. And I know how much Daniel loves that one. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: much fun. <laughs>
2: And then the third one, I was like, man, what movie really just like shook me? And it was The Sixth Sense. And I just remember we talked about that movie. It was one of those, after you saw it, you could just look at someone and go, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? You got got too? (laughs) I didn't get got.
1: no danielle spoiled it (laughs) yeah i lost
0: a
2: friendship because of
0: that movie
2: (laughs) i remember seeing that one in theaters and that movie and the blair witch project i remember seeing it in theaters and everyone the whole like (gasps) (gasps) i'm like oh man oh this is what it feels like when we're all (laughs) all together
0: if you have any hot takes on the Selena soundtrack, or <laughs> if you're a Mighty Ducks fan, hey, hit us Hello. up on our social handles on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at No More Late Fees, and stay tuned for our Selena episode with Stephanie later this week.
1: And as always, be kind and rewind.